Welcome to Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast, your weekly dose of many discussions and opinions, a show where we get comfortable being uncomfortable. And remember, no topic is off limits. Now let's talk about it. So, yeah. All right. Well, this is going to be fun. So welcome back, guys, to another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Misty. And here we are today with another week with my voice finally back because apparently... 2022 decided I was going to test out pneumonia, you know, to see how I do. Damn. And apparently I survived it. Um, but um, my voice has just been taking forever to come right back to me. So for those who are just tuning in for the first time, this is your warm welcome to who Misty is and what she's been struggling with um, for the last, what, where are we? Oh, it's already a little over 30 something days um, of 2022 already. Um, but y'all will be hearing me, you know, it sounds like, there's like a lot of like little clicking. No, it's me with a cough drop because, you know, I'm still trying to survive this thing and like make my voice work a little bit here. No, because we need to keep working. The show must go on. Um, but this week, um, we're definitely going to touch on a pretty dope topic. Um, and I want to say dope. And this is why I want to say dope, because although it's a little sensitive to a lot of people, most definitely is. Um, I say it's dope because you know what, at least now we are actually bringing it to light and speaking on things. Um, it's about time we do this. Um, and yet it's still not being spoken of enough. Right. So that's why I call it dope because I feel like it takes a lot of courage and bravery to just bring all the uncomfortable conversations to the table and make it comfortable like we do on this platform. And so for this week, we have a pretty dope guest coming on the show joining me today. My dear guest, would you like to introduce yourself to Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast listeners? Of course, of course. Man, I'm so happy to be here, excited to be here. Um, I can't wait to get into these conversations and talk to them, you know. But um, yeah, I go by the name of Mozo. Um, I was born Jose Cruz, but I go by the name of Mozo, the real Mozo. Um, and I'm just a digital creator, you know. Um, I'm motivating, inspiring, building. Um, I'm a father, I'm a husband, you know, and um, I'm just trying to make the world a better place. That's right. Ooh, I, I like that. I really do. I really, really do. <laughs> uh, just uh, just because I want to be able to reference it, um, would you like to tell my listener what's your show? What's the name of your show? So, yeah, I'm the host of Watch Your Mouth and Mozo podcast. Um, and it's a podcast where, again, we talk about um, different wide range of topics. Um, but you know, it's all about having conversations that sometimes people maybe don't feel too comfortable having, or just, you know, maybe talking about topics and things that may spark, um, Mm. you know, that important conversation or something, you know, something like that. So that's what my show is about, you know, and it's positive, good vibes. Um, and that's really what I'm about, man. You know, here on this platform, my, I always say we get comfortable being uncomfortable. No topic is off limits. So I asked myself, what the hell was I taking so long to have you come on the show? <laughs> right. Um, but it's so funny because whenever I would listen to your episodes, I find myself going like this, nodding my head. Yep. Mm. Yeah. All of that. Right. And, and it's crazy because um, we're here creating these platforms, having microphones given to people who otherwise won't normally feel comfortable to speak up right or be comfortable enough to discuss something because you know we grew up with these stigmas of you're not supposed to talk about that or that's you know none of your business or don't call on it because if you speak on it oh my god it's gonna happen you know things like that so i'm so happy that you're here um because he said it in the in the very best way he can we spark conversation here and so we are going to dive right into the raw mess of the week and it's going to spark conversation um so because i don't want to you know mess up with her name i'm definitely going to make sure i pull up her name and i speak on her so first and foremost um i want to open up the conversation to what mental health looks like uh i want to dive right into this because of several reasons and listen, I'm gonna give y'all a fair warning on the overdose. I'm gonna definitely go on a rant because it's so relevant to the topic of conversation. And even on a professional note, I think all of us have to just be very, very uh, mindful of the level of ignorance and stupidities sometimes are out there in the world, and we don't realize how that could affect people mentally. Um, Chesley Corin Christ, I hope I said it right, Christ Christ. Uh, the uh, host of E, I believe she is, American television correspondent model, Miss USA 2019. This past week, she committed suicide. 
And um, here in New York City, she apparently jumped off of her building, 20-something floors. Uh, it's very devastating when you hear someone so young goes ahead um, and finds themselves in a situation where this is their way out. So rest in peace to this very beautiful young woman. Um, it is very heartbreaking to hear that. Uh, but what really gets to me, and I, I want to call it a little messy. I, I do want to address this a little messy and not that we're going to deflect away from the issue at hand. Right. But here, here we are. People are like sharing posts, RIP to her, you know, oh my God, this and another. And suddenly people want to come up with this whole conversation of, you know, that, that little quote and that little meme of check on, um, check on your strong friends. Mm. Right. And I happen to have an issue with that a little bit. I do. I'm going to be very transparent. Um, and the reason being is because in my opinion, I feel like who are we to really know who is strong and who isn't, but also who are we to tell someone to not check on someone who we may look at to be a strong friend. Um, first and foremost, uh, shouldn't we just be checking on all our friends? I'm just saying. Um, right, shouldn't right. we just be checking on everybody, right? Shouldn't we just be kind? Shouldn't we just say good morning even if the other person doesn't? Do you know how many times I say good morning to the MTA drivers and none of them say good morning back to me? Every right. day. Twice a day. Going home, another twice a day. Mm. But shouldn't we just be doing that as a practice? Like, it just kind of got to me a little bit, just this whole focus on the, oh, check on your strong friends, but, mm -hmm. like, you know, screw that. Like, you're just making this assumption. Am I off here? Please no, share with me. I, <laughs> <laughs> no. Hit me with um, this. First of all, that, is, that was is a tragedy, you know what I'm saying? It's tragic what happened, you know. Um, my condolences to her family and everything, you know what I'm saying? Because um, you don't know what people are going through, you know. And like you said, like, um strong is a word that you know like i could be going through something you could be like well mozo is so strong right but you don't know what i'm going through right so then right. It, it's it's a word where it's just thrown around you know like like you said i'm all about practicing what you preach so when people say oh check it you know check in on your friends you know when i say i check in on my friends i do you know what i'm saying like if, if i have we have a group chat of you know and, and i once a day i make it i make it a point to be like how y'all doing today? How you feeling? You know, saying or, you know, just asking them, see how they're doing, how they're feeling, because just to see, just so they know someone cares, right? You know, because yeah. that, you know, like that's all it takes sometimes. People knowing that you care, you know, and things like that. Um, but um, that I I feel like a lot of times, especially when it comes in the social media age, a lot of things are just said and thrown around, but they're not really practiced. Um, and it's unfortunate because like everyone should just be doing that. Like you said, it doesn't hurt to. To, to hit somebody up and say, "Hey, how you doing?" Or you can't be like, "Oh, well, nah." Uh, he he or she is always strong. You know, they're they're fine. They're good. Da, 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 da. You still could you could still ask how doing. And what's the worst thing they? You know, what's the worst thing you that they say they're doing great? You know, what I'm saying like what what nothing nothing bad comes out of that. You know what right. I'm saying? So um, just anybody out there, just practice what you preach, man. Like if you're talking about if you're posting that that meme or that post, whatever they're saying. Checking on your strong friends. Make sure you're checking in with your friends. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, make sure you're doing that. Like, don't just post it and, and not be about it. Right. Right. I completely agree with you. I think that I think it's safe to say Um, I would hope that everybody does find a way to look at their friends or people that we know in their own right to be strong. But I think what we need to make a little bit more normal is the fact that we are human. And so while we may be strong in certain instances, I, and listen, I am one that people look at as, bitch, you're like strong, cool. But I go through things. I go through things a lot. And it's like, I think we take that so much into this concept, like this big bubble where it's like, once you just fit into that strong category, that's it. You got to live you by know? it. You got to, yeah, you got to stand by it and you got to live by it. And like, now you start thinking no one can see me down. Like no one can see me. Like I can't break down and cry. I can't appear weak because. They see me as strong, like, and I'm letting them down. Like, what am I doing? You know, like, that's what, right. that's what ends up happening, you know? Like, it's crazy, but that's really, we start acting that same exact way. That how everybody views us, how we act. Exactly. Oh, see, Mozo gets it. He gets it. This is why I wanted to just open this <laughs> up like this, because it was getting to me. It was really, it was very much so getting to me. I think, you know, we look at, to your point, the social media aspect of things through that lens. Anybody could look really strong through that. Anybody could look right. very put together, like everything is perfect. You know, for a lot of people, 
you know, for me to say, and listen, I'm not taking for granted the fact that, oh, it was just pneumonia. Thank God it wasn't COVID. All right. Let me just put that shit out there. Um, pneumonia could still be very fatal. Right. Um, and I was okay. I was okay. It was just a matter of some medications, but I did kind of like disappear a little bit off of social media. And I did have people, people who knew me, people who never met me a day in their life, but just follow me asking, are you okay? Is everything all right? We haven't seen an episode, like what's going on. And when I decided to come back, I decided to post a reel just to show, Hey, human face is here. But I decided to put the little bubbles around of everything that was like said to me, like, you have a son, you're strong, like you have to get better, you have to recover, you know, get back to working out, get recovered, like all these other things that just more so than just well wishes that felt like more so pressures than anything. Mm -hmm. And it's a fun, it's a real fact, like it's a fact thing, like I as a parent, never mind the fact that I'm a single parent, just as a parent, like to feel all those pressures of having to feel better, recover, get back to work, do everything that I'm supposed to be doing or what's right. normal for me to constantly do. It was a lot just emotionally and mentally to have to feel that pressure. Like I can't quote unquote miss work. There was this whole big thing going on at work that I was in charge of. And despite me feeling as sick as I was still, yes, no longer contagious. Yes. I was taking the antibiotics. Yes. Everything was fine. I was going to work and I was still having a struggle yeah. and it was that pressure that I, the show goes on. I still All have right. to make it. I still have to go do this. Right. And that's why I wanted to bring to light this whole concept of the, Oh, you know, check on your strong friends. You know, one can only be so strong and people go through things. And I think All we right. just need to be mindful of that. And we need to be conscious that there are those people who are just having a bad day. And there are those people who are just truly, truly, truly struggling. And you just mm -hmm. never know you know, which day that's going to be. Um, so yeah, it's a little messy, definitely a sensitive topic, but this wouldn't be a right show if I don't open it up with a very uncomfortable, uh, <laughs> a little dose there of uncomfortability. Uh, we're going to go right into the as a guest segment. And this one I am excited about because <laughs> you posted a reel and it was like, again, the head nodding, like, Oh, <laughs> sending a message here. For one, I love that you gave like credits to everybody. So that was like pretty dope. And honestly, cause like a lot of people won't do that. Right. But you posted a reel and it was about normalizing things in 2022. Yes. I was so raw about that, um, reel. And I'm going to pull it up just because I really want to be able to reference it back. What was so raw about that reel is that it was the, it was the, it was the part of you being able to acknowledge and send the message that this shit is still not normal. And we're mm. in 2022. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like why, why, why do, why do I have to, why do I have to say normalized in 2022? Why? Because that's the world we're still living in. Oh, um, right. Do you want to give a little insight on the why you did this real? Um, we could definitely go through what exactly it says because I have it up. Um, <laughs> yes. But I wanted to bring this to light as a very raw conversation early on in 2022 because mm -hmm. I, and I have a theory on it. I have a theory on it because I feel that due to the pandemic, a lot of people forgot about a lot of shit. Yes. A mm -hmm. lot of people forgot about a lot of shit and it was eye opening to things. Um, talk to me a little bit about this real and you know, the listeners are going to get it just as to why we're bringing this to the table, but talk to me a little bit about this real. So yes. So first off, um, I've been doing this thing, you know, as part of, you know, um, and it was something that was really inspired by someone I saw on Instagram. Um, and I'm gonna give, of course, I'm gonna give him a shout out just because that's somebody who inspired me to do what I'm doing right now as well. So shout out to, um, at MD motivator. Um, that's the page, you know, and it's a page where there's a man who goes to public places and, you know, has signs and gives people just hug people that mean, you know, it's having a rough day, you know, just someone who's just really just doing something positive. Right. Um, so I decided, you know, man, I'm, I'm in Brooklyn, I'm gonna start making my signs and I'm gonna start holding my signs on, you know, in the street and, and, you know, and, and taking some flicks with, with messages, of course, that, you know, that, um, that I feel people could connect with and people may learn from as well. Um, so when I decided to do this one, normalizing thing, things that we need to normalize in 2022, I pulled it up as, as well, because of course, you know, I can't remember off the top of my head exactly, you know, everything that was on it, but, mm -hmm. um, the things that were on the sign that I had. 
Um, it was mental health illnesses, right? And and I think that we talk about it, and and I can be guilty of this myself still because I'm still learning myself, right? But there's times when sometimes we're quick to call somebody crazy, Oof. right? We're quick to call somebody, you know, like out of name instead of thinking before you call that person crazy. Think about think about. But maybe they're going, maybe it's something deeper than that. Maybe it's not just he's being crazy. It's something deeper than that, right? Instead of just, mm-hmm. you know, because crazy is a strong word. Like when you think about somebody who's crazy, somebody who has no control, no one who, who you know, like it's just almost, it, it's just a bad, it's a, I wouldn't put somebody in a box like that right away. Like, you know, like, like right. calling somebody crazy, you know. Um, the next thing I had was showing emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to us men, I meant showing emotions. And emotions mean a lot, right? Me punching somebody in the face, that's me showing emotion. Me screaming <laughs> upset, right? That's me showing emotions. But I'm talking about the other side of emotions, the other mm-hmm. side, the other side, not just the one where we have to be all aggressive and be upset and all that and scream and be angry, but the one where we're okay with maybe showing public affection, maybe giving somebody that you love a hug, maybe telling your brother that you love them, maybe telling your best friend that you love them and being okay and being open to expressing yourself because because there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with telling somebody how you feel. This all plays into, into a part of, of what we were talking about when we, you know, in the episode about people knowing that you feel great about them it makes them That's feel right. better. Somebody knowing that you love them makes them feel better. Some, some, you telling somebody you're proud of them, that makes them feel better. You know what I'm saying? So especially when it comes to us men, I say that because we're very, we keep our conversations very, um, if it's not sports or something like that, where we get real passionate about, we don't really get into those kind of conversations, even when it comes to our partners. Like we're we're very just like if it's not about just um, like sex or something like that, we're not talking about how we feel about it. Like, yeah, yo, listen, I yo, I love my wife, man. Like we've been together for this long, you know, and I just like I love the way she does her hair, I, you know, things like that. Like we don't talk about why shouldn't we do that? You know what I'm saying? Like what's the problem with that? Another thing I had on the speaking up, and um, and speaking up is like. It could be something so small sometimes, but like even if you're at work and you feel like someone is taking advantage of you or someone is not doing right by you or you feel like you're not treating it right. We're, we're taught, you know, at least me from my experience growing up, um, my parents were Dominican immigrants. Mm-hmm. So they, they live their lives very like, you know, like we don't want to do no wrong. We want to keep our jobs. We're not going to speak up. Mm-hmm. We're not going to say anything. And a lot of that carries on to us that we have that same mentality. So we go to a job. We don't want to call out sick, right? Because we feel like, damn, we can't, we can't do that. That's us not doing good. We, we, if we need a day off. It's like a big deal taking a day off from work. It's like, you know, things like that. That all comes from me. At least it came from my parents because it was like, Same. you, you got to go to work. You got to do this. You got to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to make sure you're the ideal employee at all times. Like you're supposed mm-hmm. to be a machine and a robot with no type of feelings or anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I mean by speaking up. And it could also mean, you know, just speaking up about how you feel, like I was saying in, in the last one as well. Um, yeah. asking for help, right? <laughs> I'm a cold brand. <laughs> I actually posted on my Instagram for those that want to check it out. That's where I post most of my um, you know, my content at mm-hmm. the real mozo. I underscore the real mozo. That's my Instagram. I put like a I posted a thing where I had questions and it says like, which one do you struggle with the most? And it was like um saying I love you or um, you know, it was different things, but one of the choices was asking for help. And that was the most popular answer that everyone picked, you know, in my story, like over, like, there wasn't even close, like the closest, like, that was like in the hundreds of people that yeah. picked it. And the other ones were like in single digits. Yeah. So I think that again, that goes, for me, it goes back again to to my parents and my upbringing, right? Like asking for help. No, you got this, you're going to get it done. You're going to do it. You and you're going to mm-hmm. figure it out. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes we do need to figure it out, but sometimes we need help figuring it out. And that's okay to help figuring it out. You know, it's mm-hmm. like when you're in school and you have a teacher, right? You raise your hand if you need help with something, right? You don't feel embarrassed, but there are kids that do feel embarrassed. And that all yeah. triggers, triggers to like how you were raised. And, 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 you know, the next thing on the sign is two more things. So I'll just finish up the sign. The second, the, the, uh, the next thing was not being okay. So things we still need to normalize in 22 is not being okay. And that is... Be- the way I see that is being being comfortable with sometimes you having a down day, being comfortable with that, yeah. saying to yourself, it's okay. Today, I'm not having the best day. I don't feel my best, but it's okay. Because if you do that, then yeah. you're able to rebound and bounce back better. 
because you already know you're not going to have your best day sometimes. Some days are going to be rough. Some days are going to be tough. It's not always going to be a great day. But once you mentally prepare yourself for that, you will also realize that when things happen in your life, you won't be down for too long or you won't be so down because in your mind, you thought to yourself, I knew it may not have been the best day today. I knew today might not have been the best day, you know, like, but here I am, you know what I'm saying? I'm prepared for it mentally because I knew this might happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's how you, you and that's me. how you have to look at it. You have to be able to prepare yourself mentally for the, the not the best moments. And some things that are not I, most most of the time it's not even in your control. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's like true. if you work in a place, right? And I always give this example. You work in a place where it's like 10 of you, right? And three people decide to call out. Three for three different reasons. Maybe one person because they have childcare issues, one person because they're faking it and they just don't want to stay home, and one person because they're tired and they like uh, I could, you know, like now that's more work for you. Now you decide at that point how you're gonna handle it. You're gonna handle it like, oh my god, these people called out. How could they do this? Da, da, da. Meanwhile, you don't know why. You don't even know why they called out, right? But you're already now, you're already setting yourself up for even a worse day because in your head you're like thinking to myself, I'm doing all this work because these people played me. Right, <laughs> right, right. No, you're right. You you're know, right. but like when the, you're absolutely when those right. three people called out, they weren't thinking to yourself, oh. I called out because I want Mozo to have more work and have a bad day. That's not the reason what they were thinking. There's you don't right. know what they were going through. Maybe they just wanted a day off. Like I said, maybe they they had some issues. <laughs> Mozo, I totally think that's the case. Sometimes I'd be like, oh, she called out. It's because she didn't like what I told her the other day. <laughs> that's what it is. And and you know what's funny? You're so right and you're so on point. We're definitely gonna go over everything else. I want you to finish the last point on that reel. But just so you know, like, that's exactly the part that gets me more riled up. It's when I start thinking about it instead of right. just going on to the next plan. You're right. But hit us with it. The last, the uh, last, the one, last on the one is going to therapy. And therapy isn't for everybody. It doesn't mean that everybody should go to it's therapy. Not. Therapy isn't for everybody. But what I'm saying is the negative, the, the stigma behind it, you know, saying behind going to therapy, you know, like, oh, you had a therapist? Oh, he's. He must be cuckoo in his head. We must be the word crazy gets thrown around again. Here comes the word crazy again, right? Yeah. Oh, they're going to therapy, something, you know. But um, like I said, it's not for everybody, but it's something that it, the same way you're the same way you go to a restaurant and you're willing to try that new plate, you know what I'm saying? It's okay to go to a therapist and try it out and see how you feel about it and see how you go about it. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes, and also nothing. Like sometimes you also could switch therapists. You don't have to stay with one therapist. Sometimes that therapist might be the one for you. So you go to somebody else. Um, but those are the things that we need to normalize in 2022 and forever. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. So we're going to dive right into that on this as far as it gets, right? Because uh, we're, we're about to change the game. We're about to make it so normal, right? On this episode um, in more ways than one. There are certain things about my life that I keep very sacred and still a little private. Uh, specifically to my career, um, meaning like y'all not, y'all not about to find out who's my employee, that's right. what I'm saying. <laughs> but <laughs> it's no secret here. I did announce it when I made a big move in my career, when I went into a more, um, mental health center setting, um, for this higher position that I took on. And so as one of the leaders there, uh, knowing what the purpose is, um, and being able to, reinforce that to your staff and being able to represent that. Um, it, it takes a lot of work to be able to have people engage into that purpose, mm-hmm. right? You're not just here to just do the job. Right. I need you to do more. I need you to understand a little bit more what we're dealing with here. Right. And so I want to hit it off the bat. This whole shit about, you know, the, the crazy thing. Listen, people say that all the time. Oh my gosh, she's crazy. People say it all the time. I used to definitely correct it all the time too. Uh, reason being, I don't know if you know, the world knows this, but I'll share a little insight. When you become, become, um, first aid mental health care certified, which I have done in the past, um, they teach you in that training that you're actually not supposed to call people with mental health diagnosis. Um, crazy. That's actually absolutely offensive and you're not supposed to do that. Um, so they're trying to take away that normalcy of something that's really essentially stigmatized entirely. Mm. So it's that piece, right? So I agree with you 1000%. The whole thing of just assuming that someone's just crazy just because she spazzed the fuck out or just because he punched a whole fist into the wall. You know what? That, that does, that's not what that means. That could just mean that they were just having a bad day. That could just mean that they have an actual mm-hmm. diagnosis and maybe, you know, they forgot to take their medicine. 
you know, they, we shouldn't be stigmatizing people to your point. And we're going to skip it right to the last part on the road just for this little section. This is why a lot of people don't go to therapy. This is exactly why a lot of people don't seek the help that they could use, could be good for them and possibly absolutely need because they are afraid that it's going to lead into an actual mm. diagnosis. They're afraid that they're going to then be stigmatized and categorized and labeled and placed into this that's box. crazy. Like you said, you know, that's cra You're crazy. You know that they're going to have to go to the pharmacy to pick up a certain medication. And when that, that name is called out and they're going through that medication really quick, that somebody's looking on and seeing what you have there and they're going to be stigmatizing you, profiling you, looking at you like, mm, I got to stay away from him. I got to stay away from her because, you know, she got issues. You know, it's little things like that. When you put that reel up, I felt, oh, Mozo just did a whole mic drop here. He was like, fuck all of y'all. Like, I'm going to hit y'all with the 2022 vibe right now. And this is what the fuck it is. And I wanted to bring that to the table because I do feel that the world is still doing its thing. I feel that we're still seeing people putting on a certain image. I'm not going to call it a front because that would be very offensive to people who are truly struggling mm -hmm. with things. But people are feeling safer to put up an image on social media and then they don't know how to continue with life. And they are finding themselves in attempted suicides or some of them actually commit suicide. And so it's pretty sad to me when we're living in a world like that where people are afraid to speak up because it might backfire. Where people are afraid to not be okay because they're going to be labeled or because someone is going to use that to their advantage to look at it as a weakness, you know, um, because I do work in the mental health care setting. I am an absolute advocate, have been for many years of therapy because I've gone to therapy, but now even more so because I see what such a great positive impact it can do for our community. Right. I live in the Bronx. Right. So for me, and, and I know you said Brooklyn, right. I happen to know of other healthcare facilities that do provide the mental health component and definitely out in Brooklyn. And it's like our community is needed. Our community is needed and needed to be as normal as possible right. because this is why we see so much going on right mm -hmm. now. We're so quick to profile someone who, and listen, not to, not to take it away from anyone. And definitely I'm sorry for anyone who has been a victim. I've been a victim myself of several acts of violence. But this is why a lot of the time in our communities, someone who happens to commit a crime, you know, it may not be so much of an extreme, but something has to be wrong with them or that has to be the bad kid or, you know, terrible upbringing or that there's always so much categorizing and so many profiling and stigma surrounding what our communities in, in, encounter on a day to day basis from a very young age to a very much older age. And we're so quick to stigmatize it so much that they don't feel comfortable to ask for mm. help with what their frustrations are or with what the help is really that they need, be it a plate of food or be it a pair of socks. Right. And I think that that has a lot to do with the environmental factors to why we have these issues that a lot of society is still not understanding. We need to normalize to make it okay to talk right. about. Um, and that's where your real just really, really touched my heart. And I just said to myself, if only, we did have, never mind the whole concept of just like women versus men, right? But I know women have a tendency to, you know, speak. Um, and I say it very proudly because I'm a woman who loves to speak. <laughs> I will speak up, right? It's got me in trouble. But I do wish we had more men, far more comfortable to be able to speak on these things, to be able to make it so much normal and to stand by it and for other men to support that. Um, what was the feedback that you got when you posted that? Cause that was a very vulnerable post to real to make. And it was very vulnerable. What was your feedback? on um, that? First of all, I, I just, I feel like, and I believe the reason why I put out this type of content is because I feel like this is my purpose. Like it's my purpose and I feel comfortable being vulnerable. I feel comfortable. um speaking about these things and it took me pretty much my whole life until now, <laughs> until a few years ago where I was able to do that, right? Um, and uh, as a father, I also want to say as a father, I also feel happy that my kids will have a head start when it comes to that because of the fact of, you know, of how they're being raised and seeing the openness of their dad, their father and their mother, hopefully allows them to be more open with their emotions in a healthy way as, as they grow as well. 
Um, but I, you know, the feedback was great. I, it was amazing, the feedback, you know, and sometimes it's really what gets me going. It really inspires me to even motivate me to go even more and do even more, you know, because someone telling you, you know, in the DMs, oh, you just made my day. Oh, I needed to hear this. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, that feeling right there is what it, you know, like, it, sometimes it gives me goosebumps, you know what I'm saying? It, like, it just, it touches my heart, like, to a point where, like, I almost feel like breaking down and crying, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I get really emotional because it's something like you, this, I tell them all the time, you just inspired me. Like you just continue to inspire me by telling me that, you know what I'm saying? Like I inspired you yeah. from what I said, but you now you just inspired me from what you said, which now allows me to, now allows me to inspire somebody else. And now they can inspire somebody else because of how they're feeling, you know, like, and that's, that's what I want to build a, something, a community where people just, without even knowing, we're just inspiring each other. Like we're just doing it because, we have love for each other and we just want to see each other do good. So um, that's the feedback that I received, you know, from it. It was, I, I think I got a bad comment. <laughs> Actually, no, that's it. I got like one negative comment and, um, and I, and I, and, I, saw yeah, and I responded with love, you know what I'm saying? Like I responded with love. You I responded did. with love because, you know, like, um, Sometimes people, like I said, sometimes people, that's the way sometimes people, he didn't respond to that though. <laughs> Not well, probably because he doesn't know what to do when somebody responds right. with love. It just proves your entire right. point on the damn pose. That's exactly what it was. He just came out of nowhere, out of left field, to throw and spew some negativity upon you. Right. The the whole thing was just so raw. It should have just been embraced, mm -hmm. whether you agree with it or not. The fact that not a lot of people, and and I'm going to say this, I haven't seen anyone post things like that. I have not seen it. Like, you know, you see those people who put like card by card to tell yeah. the story. Most of us like, I'm putting it all on just one deck right here and you're just going to read it and that's it. And it's like, that's how you do it. That That's how you catch the attention of everyone to say public service announcement. This shit is still real in 2022. Nothing has changed. Right. Nothing. Not much. And, and, that, and that's so, nothing that inspired me to do that as well was because I feel like since pe more people are talking on mental health, but it becomes a thing now where people just say it, like companies and like, you know, like they'll just talk about it, but not really be about it. Like they'll just talk about it and use it as a marketing point, like a marketing thing, right? Like, because mental health is where it's at right now. Everybody's talking about it or whatever. So that's what they companies mm -hmm. do, but they're not really about it. Like, what is it? Your job can have a mental health month, but if they, they could call it mental health month, mental health week, whatever, but if they're not doing anything to help you with your mental health, then it doesn't act like, it shouldn't be a mental health week. It should just be mental health <laughs> all year mental health. You know what I'm saying? Like, Isn't it right, annoying? It should, it should, Isn't it, it should be every month. You know what I'm saying? Like every month yeah. our mental health matters. Every month, yeah. everybody's mental health matters. You know what I'm saying? Like, This show is sponsored by Queens Infusions, a mompreneur-owned brand that creates terpenes and CBD-infused wellness products. Woman-owned, mompreneur, small business-owned, Queens Infusions wellness products are homemade in small batches from locally sourced ingredients, and they are my absolute favorite. To mellow out, to chill, to enjoy the scent, the taste, ooh, you name it. You don't want to miss this. Go to the show notes, go to Queens Infusions Etsy shop, and at checkout, use DDRT code for 20% off, courtesy of Double Those Raw Talk Podcasts. You know, like I may make a post where I just say something where it's one line of what I said right there. But but when I do something like that, it's because I want to make a point that this is what this is what needs to happen. This is what we need to start doing. This is what it is. It's not just mental health matters and nothing else behind it. This is what it is. This is what we need to work on. It's right? everything else yeah. underlying right. under the mental health. You know, like that's exactly it. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanna be able to shine that out to prove yet again prove Mozo's whole entire reel here and his entire point because it just goes to show you how much this shit is real. There was a video that I came across on social media and they had a sign. I think you may have seen it. Um, actually, it may have been the per, um the page you follow. I think either posted it, they did it, or they reposted it. But it was a sign that said, uh, we'll um, call someone and say, I love you, we'll pay you five bucks. I don't know if yeah. you've seen it. And people it was so funny because the first two people that stopped were men and they stopped in front of this poster and the first guy that called someone um he called the sound like it was his best friend another guy and he tells him 
hey, yeah, what's up? Listen, I'm just going to tell you that I love you. Mm. And the friend is like, are you okay? Is uh, everything all right? What's going on? Where are you? It sounded to me, just my perception, like the friend on the phone thought he's calling to say I love you because his friend is about to hurt himself. Mm. And he kept asking him questions. Where you are? Like, what, like what's going on? Right. Like, like, he kept going. And he's just like, oh, man, I'm just going to tell you I love you. And it was only up until the end that the friend goes, all right, man, I love you too. And they give him five yeah. bucks and he grabs it, walks off, comes back. He's like, not nah, keep it. It's cool. The next guy that comes, he looks real sharp. He just stops in front of them, calls, and I think he called his mom. I can't remember if it was his mom or his dad. He calls and he says, hey, what's up, whatever, whatever. And he's like, yeah, I love you. Yeah, I was just calling to say I love you. And that was it. He doesn't take the five bucks. He said, no, you guys keep it. But he keeps walking. And it was so crazy to me. And I'm going to say crazy this time because I'm not calling this <laughs> crazy, okay? That it was crazy to me. In fact, it was insane. It was insane to me just how odd it was for someone on the other line to hear a man mm-hmm. call to just say, I love you. That proves one, the point that Moses just said, show emotions, like normalize it. It's okay for a man to show emotions and be emotional. That's all right. It goes to the point of just checking up on people just to say, I love you to them, making that normal. It doesn't need to be that you're going through something or that you're the strong friend or not the strong friend. It's okay to just check in with your friend just because, and just to say, I love you. It's okay to do that. That just proved the whole point right there, just in that small little clip of an experiment. And what was even funnier to me was the fact that they actually said, we'll pay you five Mm. bucks to call someone and say, I love you. And to me, it was like, damn, the first shit that came to my mind, as fucked up as it may sound and as cliche as it may sound, I was like, damn, J-Lo said her love don't close the thing. And here we are. We're like, no, let's put a price to call somebody and say, I love you to them. Five bucks. Let me give out five bucks here and only I call one person and say, I love you. This is, this is what society has come yeah. to. This is what it's come to. This is what our reality is. This is why when we see tragedies where of, I think she's supposed to 30. 30 is only, yeah, 30. 30. Like, it breaks my heart. You know, I'm 36, right? Not much older, but I am older. I, I knew everything in that moment. I remembered everything I was going through at the age of 30. I remember trying to make it. I remember going through things and still going to work and still showing up and still showing a face and my makeup is still done. And it looks like I'm pretty okay. Right. right. And it's like, it really put me in a place to say, damn, how sad must she have been? How much of a struggle for her to feel like this was her mm-hmm. way out. And this is where I wanted to just get all the way raw with it. Um, as raw as we can get, especially with the conversation of men, of men uh, feeling like they have a safe space. And this is definitely a conversation that I brought to the table on this platform before. And we're going to continue that conversation in the next segment of Double or Nothing. Um, because um it's no secret to my platform and definitely just to the social media world that follows me. I am raising a young man and I am a single mother. And so it's very, while I'm, I'm grateful for the men in his life who are my brothers, who are also his godfathers. Um, you know, my brother-in-law, my dad who have physically been there because he, while he does speak with his father, his father just live in a different state. Okay. Right? So there's a little bit of distance there that limits right. you know, certain things. Right. It's a lot of pressure to be able to raise a young man, right, with all the support he needs and making sure one of the top things I have with him is for him to be so in tune with his emotions, Mm -hmm. for him to be able to never forget that he can cry if he needs to. He can say, I love you. He can be happy. He can be sad and he can talk about it Um, because at this moment. He does not have, you know, a male figure here to embody that and to represent that for him, right? right? So I have to be conscious enough to know that I have to remember what works for me doesn't necessarily work for him because at the end of the day, he is a young man. And in school, they're going to tease him if he does something a little too out of the ordinary. You know what I'm saying? Um, On this double or nothing, I want to hit off how do those pressures look like for well, for you today as a man, as a father, as a spouse, um, how did that look like with your upbringing too? 
um, growing up, you know, Dominican immigrant parents growing up in the in that culture, our environment, how did that look like those pressures for you and where you are today? How do you foresee that even for your children? Um, that was, that was great. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank, first of all, thank you for sharing that with me. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's something that's very vulnerable and also, you know, um, personal, I feel like, and you, you know, sharing it, the, you know, how you, the relationship yeah. between you and your son. And you're doing a great job. Keep being that way, because even though he doesn't have a male figure that is doing that example, he has you, and you're doing exactly what is expected mm -hmm. of any figure in his life. So, so shout out to you, you know, for real. For, for, you know. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, what I wanted to say was, um, as far as my growing up, I wasn't supposed to cry. Let's start off with that, right? Mm -hmm. I wasn't supposed to cry growing up, like. It was a thing where it was like you're you're almost scared to cry. Like if you're somebody who's emotional, like I was, I, I think to myself I was an emotional kid, and I ended up channeling my emotions in the wrong way, uh, because of that, mm -hmm. you know. But I was an emotional kid. Like some some people are more emotional than others. That's another thing, you know. what I'm saying like some people are more emotional than others. Like you could be watching a movie, right? And, and me and you could be sitting watching the movie. You might be like sad about it, but I might be so sad that I might start crying about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. You yeah. know, like, and, and, and that's, that's part of who we are as people, depending on what happens, like certain yeah. things affect us a certain way, certain, different things affect us, you know, differently or whatever. But yeah. as far as being a kid growing up, you know, like it was very just, I feel like, uh, you know, like I, I didn't even know how to show emotion because of that, you know, so like it wasn't an emotion of like, like just like getting into a fight or like screaming or, you know, like stuff that I'm supposed, stuff that I was supposed to be doing. You know, it wasn't anything like that. Then everything else was like was uncomfortable or not normal, right? Like, like I was supposed to be like sad or, or show that I was sad or show that I was upset, and then that just continues on as you get older and you get become a teenager and you feel the same exact way. And now you get, oh, now you're dating girl, now you're dating dating, right? You're dating women or whatever. Now you don't know how to be emotional or express your emotions, you know, like, and then you become a man and you have kids and you still don't know how to do it until <laughs> so you. Yeah, until, you, yeah. until you do the inner work in yourself and then you're finally able to do it you're still learning at the same time and now you feel the pressure now like am i doing this the yeah. correct way now like that's that's am i doing it the correct way like i want him to be i want my son to be and my daughter to be you know healthy emotionally you know but am i doing it the right because i'm just learning myself too you know like and those are real life pressures that i deal with you know what i'm saying like that's me sharing the pressures that i have you know now as as somebody who's gone through all this right like I question sometimes myself, like, am I doing this the right way as far as, like, telling them this, like, it's okay to do this or okay to do that? Or am I, you know, like, or even how I may react sometimes because, again, I'm still human, right? So now sometimes when I react a certain way to something or it could just be driving or something like that, I'm thinking to myself, how, how, can, I react, how can I react that way while I'm driving when I'm telling them that that's not the right way to react? Mm, mm. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like, those... Those, those are the, those are the things that um that honestly me as a man I feel those are the pressures that I still go through that I you know and I'm and not not that I'm okay with them but I feel like they're completely normal like as a, for somebody who wasn't who was unable to express themselves in a healthy way and is learning like getting in tune with myself and learning about myself I consider that normal because like I said like I'm just learning and um the reason why i'm doing this with my kids is because so that like i said they can have a head start when it comes to that so when they're my age and they're growing up they're able to have healthier relationships they're able to have um you know healthy relationships and better better relation with themselves as well like yeah but that's that's really the pressure that i have <laughs> you actually i'm pulling it up if i can find it if it loads up but you actually just reminded me about something um i'm gonna take a sip because you know <laughs> pneumonia is acting out here boys don't cry it was actually director kimberly pierce it's us and um i was starring um hillary swank and i remember when i first saw that movie this movie was done in i'm telling you now 1999 so i was fairly young let's see i was born 1985 so what was i 13 14 um when i saw this movie first of all it's a very strong movie i don't know if you I know, i've never seen it before okay all my listeners muzzle an amazing movie boys don't cry so worth watching it um but basically um there's a whole backstory to why but the character hillary swank is a woman goes to a different town 
but she's dressing like a man, right? Pretending to be a man, posing like a man, um, bandages down her breast the whole night, right? And this like group of people, men and women that he hangs out with, he's pretending to be a guy and two men in that group basically come for him. Um, they're realizing something is off. Something's not right. And basically they, they end up attacking him, right? They attack several people in this group. He, right. Who's really a she, but he falls in love with a woman in the group. It's just like this whole thing. It's a very strong movie, right? Uh, definitely adults. Please don't children. <laughs> Even though it says boys don't yeah. cry. It's not for boys or for girls. Um, Just please, adults only. One of the things I will say that resonated with me years later when I watched it again was the fact that I realized the title of the movie, Boys Don't Cry, was addressing a big component here. And it was the fact that even though she was really a she, they ended up treating her like they would treat a guy, a man, right? With the toughness, with the beating, with the right. fighting. And you're, and you're not supposed to cry mm-hmm. because you're choosing to be a guy, essentially. So it resonated with me years later when I watched it, a little older, right? Um, many years later. Um, but it, I realized that that's what that movie was really about. I'm not going to know that at 14. Right, right, right. I clicked it at like 24 years old, 30-something years old. I realized that that was the basis of naming that movie that way because there's certain expectations of when you are a boy, a man, yeah. right? At that. And it just came to my mind just now when you said that about the crying, you're just not supposed to cry yeah. as, as a young boy. You know, I've talked about this here in the platform before, but I remember when growing up and it's a no shade to my parents on my culture. It is what it is. I'm Ecuadorian immigrant parents also, but if a boy would cry, they would tease him. Right. You know, they would question him. How, you're not his hombre. You're not a man. Right. Like, stop crying. You know, men don't cry. You know, it was that. It was a type of approach, like toughen up. Right. And the more I think about it now, it's like so much damage is done when you do that to a young boy. You know. And then what's the message that you sent to his sister? Right, right, right. Because not see that did. That's why that's why it's all connected. That's why it's all connected. And it comes from men and women. That's why it comes from both men and women, right? Because like like you Correct. said, if it's a boy and he's next to his little sister or his older sister, and now he hears now she hears the mom or the dad saying to, you know, like men aren't supposed to cry or that's you know, why I think like a little baby, whatever it is that, you know, yeah. Now she feels in her head, right? As she gets older and she's dating she's dating men, she's dating, now she feels like, Oh man, it's supposed to have that type of emotion. Mm-hmm. How many times do you hear mm-hmm. a woman say that? Like, I don't know. Like, he just started crying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like it was a like it was a bad thing. You hear that some, all the time because, and the reason why is because they somewhere in between somewhere in their lives they they someone told them boys weren't supposed to cry or men weren't supposed to cry. Well, it goes along with that thing that women want um, a tough guy, right? Uh, you know, a guy who's gonna be strong, who's gonna be my protector, who's gonna handle me who's you know because i'm tough to handle you know all that all that little all that little sweet talk that these women do and i'm gonna say these women because i used to be one of those women and then you know now 36 um and you know the dating pool is like really trashy right now um i'm just gonna (laughs) i'm just gonna put it out there like it's like lord jesus like what's going on god hear my prayers here like let's just make this a little bit more normal here like just it's okay to talk about these things like i go back to that because if i tell you how these conversations are going I'm noticing that there are still men who hold back so much. Mm-hmm. They really do. They don't know if it is safe to open up or not. You know, and the ones that do feel safe enough to do so, they have this um, mindset already. They have this, this perception and this vision on women not being receptive to it because, to your point, there are women out there who are just like, oh, no, you showed emotion. You cried yeah. a little step away from you. Of course. You know, and it's like... Some of us, like, we need that. We want that. We want to see that happen. We want to see men grow into their own feelings and their own emotions to feel comfortable enough to say this works for me or I'm not okay, you know? Um, so that's why I wanted to reference the boys don't cry thing because it just, it, you just hit it right there about, you know, what did that upbringing look like to you um, and what did that meant. And it's, and it's insane to me that that's exactly the first thing that came to your mind because you're not the first person I've actually heard um, say that, but I also saw it. Mm. I also saw that that's just not a thing. And listen, again, 
no shade to my parents, no shade to my dad or any of the men in my family. I've learned my best lessons through my family and through my upbringing that have contributed to the type of parent I am today. Mm -hmm. So shout out to my entire family on that. Um, one more thing when it comes to the pressures, as your children continue to grow, as you are continuing to grow into the man that you are, right? Because our, our growth is forever and our evolution is forever. Right. What is your hope when it comes to your children? Because you, you did point out something to us since now. You have a, a boy and a girl. Yeah. So, you know, it, it looks so different. The normalcy looks so different still to this day for both parties, right? Right. Um, what do you hope to be able to continue to instill in them as you are doing this for not just yourself, um, but for people who are like you, your community? Right. Um, what do you hope to instill in them when it comes to what these pressures are? And what should really be held as normal? Um, really, for me, it's just I want them to be happy being who they are. You know that 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 to me is the, my number one thing. Like, um, and if you were to ever meet my kids or see them, you would see that they they are who they are. Like, <laughs> and part of that is because, like I said, like I'm not gonna stop. I'll, you know, as parents, especially, we're taught like we we think that our kids are supposed to be like us. Like I have a son, mm. he's, I have a son, so he's supposed to be like me or, you know, like, or like your daughter's supposed to be like the mom, you know, like that's how people, people think, you know, like stuff like that. But like, I am my own person who, who I and and my upbringing and everything shaped me to be who I am, right? And who, I, who I'm becoming and things, whatever the case may be. There's a whole other person that, yes, he's coming from, he came from me and my wife, but like now we're giving him a, a different, a new upbringing. And it's going to be different because it's, it's two different people that are, you know, raising this child now. Right. So he's going to be different. And like he's a, just a totally different human. He's a different person. He has his own things that he likes, that he likes to do, you know? So like, I allow him to be who he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, a quick story. This, this past summer, we went to Dominican Republic. We went to a resort, um, at, you know, a family vacation. And, you know the kids stayed at the kids club for a day because they wanted to you know see what it was like or whatever so they stayed um and then at the end of the night there was you know they have these like these shows and these performances at, at the resorts mm -hmm. you know right whatever and we you know me and wife we're, we're staying down getting our little section ready to watch the show and then we hear the talent show going on a talent show and we're like a talent show no one told us anything about that so he, our son comes over and he's like yeah i'm gonna be in it and um and I signed up, I signed up my sister too, because she wanted to be in it too, right? So we were like, okay, right? <laughs> we're like, okay. okay. Right, we're like, okay, like, you know, that, again, if you feel comfortable doing that and what you ask that you want to do, then more power to it. I'm not going to stop my son from wanting to do something like that and from getting in front of strangers and do something that I don't know. I, and I didn't even know what he was going to do. I didn't even ask him what he was going to do because I didn't want him to, to, to think anything. I was just like, do your thing. We we're like, all right, let's go. Right. So they go up on the stage and first, I think it was my daughter went up first and it was like a mm -hmm. dancing little thing. And as soon as the music dropped, my daughter just starts doing flips and cartwheels and dancing to the point where the two other little girls that were standing next to it, they were like, and that was fun. That was great. But then my son came up and my son is older. Like he's, he's, uh, he's 10, okay. you know, like, you know, my daughter's okay. four, so she's still little, you know, like I wasn't expecting mm -hmm. her to do it, you know, like something crazy, but it was so great that she was brave enough to get on the stage and do that. But then my son mm -hmm. gets up there and he's like, yeah, I'm going to do some stand-up comedy tonight. Me and my wife looked at each other like, what? Since when does wow. he, he do stand-up comedy? <laughs> that's, what we throw in our, that's what we throw in our heads, right? And this boy was up there like he looked like a natural. He looked like somebody that, that, that you would see like doing it. You wouldn't think it's his first time on the stage doing stand-up comedy as a kid. Wow. We just made a joke about... The, we made a joke that we could see the stars in um, in Dominican mm -hmm. Republic because of the, there's not that much pollution. In New York, we can't see because there's so much pollution. So he made a New York he made like a New York joke about pollution, and it was <laughs> okay. it, it was it was just so funny. But like at the end of the day, we were just so proud that that's what he wanted to that do, part. and he went up there and he did it. That made us feel mm -hmm. like we're like we're doing the, we're doing the right thing. The fact that he didn't feel like scared or what we were not even embarrassed scared of the other people but like what are my parents gonna think of me going up there you know what I'm saying? like he would just want he just felt like free to do it you know and i was we were just so proud and um it's about what you want to instill on your children and the fact that you said you want them to be happy and they did something even on a family vacation that did make them happy mm -hmm. 
And honestly, I'm a true believer. We hear this all the time, right? Oh, you know, your you, your kids are a reflection of you. Yeah, I, I would hope so. You know, to your point, you, you guys are sending the right message to your children. That if in that moment, what made her happy was to do those cartwheels, regardless of what the other little girls were thinking, that's their problem, not hers. Right. Um, but, you know, <laughs> if in that moment, that was her dance moves, then that's what you do. If in that moment, he, first of all, shout out to your son, because that's not easy to I do. Know, like, I know, I <laughs> know. To, 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 to really grab a microphone and stand in front of a room, and then you're really going to entertain the audience. That takes a lot of courage. And like, shout out to him. That's amazing. I can't do it. And I'm 36 right. years old. I would never yeah. be able when to I, do that. When I posted it, so many, I almost, all my followers were like, oh my God, he's so brave. I would have never done that at 10. I wouldn't even do it right now. They would be like, I wouldn't even do it right now. Like, it's okay to try it. And if you feel like you didn't do the best or it was not for you, then now you know stand-up comedy is not for you. You know, like now you know what it was like. Now you know that you went up there and you didn't feel like it was that big of a deal. You didn't feel like that, that was your thing. So now you know, and now you don't have to worry about it you know instead of living with the doubt of damn i could have done this or i could have done that mm-hmm. why didn't i take that chance man i had that chance we miss out on so many opportunities and chances because we we are so quick to doubt ourselves because that's the yep. that's the way we were raised to have this safe thing of just safe doing what's safe and not take any type of chances or risks when in order to be successful in order to grow sorry let me take that back in order to grow and learn and be the best version of yourself you have to take risk and chances and be uncomfortable. That's the only way. Yeah. Amen to that. I like that. Um, do you know what you just made me realize? That for a very long time, and this is definitely something just of a self-growth, um, I didn't realize that I was categorizing some of my choices as just sacrifices. Mm. And it was only recently that I that I came to to realize that a lot of it was just me being in my own regret. But for me, it's like, I I strongly feel like I was living in regret. I was definitely living in regret. And, you know, it's kind of like making that decision of, you know, change things up a bit. What am I going to do now? How do I fix this? You know, maybe now that my kid is older, maybe I could definitely revisit these things and I could actually do something a little bit different now for myself and take those risks because, you know what, it's not too late. I still have a chance to do it. I could still make this work. Um, so it's just little things like that, that I feel like it definitely is reflective of that mindset of, you know, having that regret that I didn't do something I probably should have done. And then seeing how I'm able to remedy that for myself so that I do, un- so that I am in a space where I do feel like I've definitely accomplished everything that I've wanted to accomplish. Um, and I think that's definitely uh, one of the primary focuses we should have when we are trying to set a tone or role modeling to our own kids or for anybody who's around us. Um, you know, one of the things I definitely take on with pride when I have the staff that I have at my job is when the mentorship, when the mentoring and coaching comes into play, the mentorship and coaching comes into place um, is to really be able to provide that advice that they need, because this is a younger crowd than what I am. And I don't want them being in a situation similar to mine or at least not finding themselves having any type of regrets. Um, so I think that's key. Um, one of the things to your point and to something that I know you're very passionate about is the community base. It has a lot to do even with the people that we work. It has a lot to do with the people that we service. It has a lot to do with your neighbor. And what examples are you setting there? Not that it's supposed to be the pressure on you to do that, but it is. Um, so thank you for diving into that and for discussing the pressures a little bit more because I definitely want to make that a little bit more of a normal conversation. Um, again, I cannot speak on the pressures that it manifests, but I do know that there's pressures there too. Um, so I definitely wanted to shine light on that. So I appreciate you opening up on that as of, well. Of course, because maybe somebody, maybe a man will hear me sharing my pressures, right? And maybe he'll feel comfortable enough with sharing his pressures with his friend or with his partner or whoever it is. Maybe he'll feel comfortable sharing it because... The pressure, the same pressures I feel, there's somebody else feeling the same exact pressures or feeling something similar or feeling some type of pressure, which that we just hold in and we hold it in. It just makes us like, we ex- we end up exploding and the explosion, the explosion could be, unfortunately, it could be deadly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's why it's important that we just, it's almost like a soda, like release that, that, you know what I'm saying? Like just let it out 
you know exactly how that sounds and you know exactly the type of movement that bottle makes when you release that. Exactly. You're absolutely right. That is so much buildup right there. You're absolutely right. Um, I want to go into the overdose and that's the last segment. And usually on the overdose, we either go on a raw rant on something that we're completely over with <laughs> or we share something that we're slightly overjoyed with. Um, so you can go first or I can go first or anything at all. Anything off the top of your head doesn't even need to be relevant to the conversation. All right, so I'll start with overjoyed. <laughs> yeah, okay. All yes. right. So first off, I am overjoyed that you have me on this show and that we're able to have a conversation like this, um, you know, because it's really something that this is what, this is what I mean about community. There's different, mm-hmm. there's different communities. We're in the podcasting community together. And these are things, the conversations that need to happen. These are the things that we need to talk about. These are the things that really make me feel joy. And some of the saddest things, like I shared things with you right now that somebody might hear it like, yo, those, that, those are some sad things. And, you know, I, but it's still, yeah. I feel overjoyed that I was able to share it with you and that you were able to resonate with maybe some of the things that I said or somebody that's going to hear it and going to be able to resonate with it. That really gives me joy and really, you know, gets me overjoyed. Um, and the, the, another thing I'm overjoyed about, of course, is uh, my kids, uh, my family. Um, every day is something that I get to see them grow. Every day is something yes. I get to see them learn, something that I never take for granted. So that's something that always brings me joy. So that's me for my that's not, that's all my overjoy right now that I'm feeling. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for that. That's so amazing. Um, I'm definitely gonna hit it off with an overjoy, not an over it. I'm gonna hit you with that next week. Um, I've been in a good mood. Um, nothing has been triggering me. The bus drivers are being nice this week, so Aww. we're okay. Um, because if re- you know, I really put a good you know, a good pitch there when I'm like, hi, good morning, and they don't answer. But this week they've been all right. Nice. Um, but there is something I'm very overjoyed with, and I actually want to make this a very vulnerable moment. Um, I don't always share too much um, that has to do with my kid anymore because he is a teenager, and recently I've decided I want to have his insight a little bit, you know, what I'm okay to share with, you know, on my platform. Um, generally speaking, guys, though, he's okay with me oversharing because, you know, he loves to also <laughs> get the attention. So he appreciates all the movements and support to Marcus um, from my social media friends. But um, one of the things that was definitely very transparent on uh, over a year ago was um, this new journey that we're going to embark on with him turning 14, being a teenager and going into high school mm. and having to do this alone um because you know i don't have his father here physically um you know he is at a distance right to still provide support but sometimes when it comes to a teenager man you do need a little bit of more physical support right you know just the presence mm. and so while i am grateful that my brothers are around and my brother and my dad like i said before and i have a great village a tremendous village behind me uh, just my son just has so many He's just so lucky. He's just very, very lucky with the people that love him and are there for him. Um, I wanted to not feel so alone sometimes um, on this journey of parenting a teenager. Um, Right across the hall is my sister with her two teenage sons. But her home still looks very different from mine. Mm. And her parenting style is still very different from mine. And I strongly do feel even more now, something that I already knew, that his upbringing, you know, and what my story is, not many people, probably no one in my entire family can understand it. And sometimes it does feel a little lonely in that area, you know, the whole single parenting or co-parenting at a distance. Um, and so with that being said, I want to share what my joy is. Uh, I was, um, I'm following someone on social media. Um, I could definitely share her name for those who want to follow her as well. Her name is Delitza. She is someone who supports, um, and is part of, um, Vecina Couture brand. Um, just, you know, a brand that I follow very community based Dominican, um, women owned and, um, I just happened to follow this woman who's part of this brand and she threw out a DM, um, well, not a DM on her story. And she said her story about how she moved and she did not have real physical support there. And she's realizing still she doesn't really have that. And she's tired of feeling like this and she wants to create a support group for single parents, for parents of teenagers. Mm-hmm. And she's like, if you're interested, DM me. And I said, well, you know what? I'm going to DM her. And I did. And it's already two meetings in and 
we meet once a week and it just feels so nice for one not everybody's from the same area there are people from all over the place there are people who are just starting the journey of you know custody and co-parenting and separation and then there are people like myself who've already been through there but now i'm going into a new right. path right and it just feels so dope i love to that just have someone just take a chance one day and just say does anybody need this because yeah. i need it and if you do need it let's come together that's amazing to make this work and it, it really feels nice to be able to hear other people and to know one that they still go through the things i'm still going right. through two that shit this thing should have existed many years ago when i was in the middle of a lot of this stuff and i didn't have that I had certain support and I'm forever grateful for that. But I wish I had this. I wish there was more support groups. I wish there was more community um, where you could turn and give each other advice. Yes. Share each other's story like you you'll, don't know. you'll learn and grow from each other. Like that's right. amazing. It's amazing. It's just, it's just been so, such a relief to know that every Tuesday at eight o'clock, I'm going to join a group on virtual and I'm going to see those same people I saw last week and we can talk about things. That's we can cool. talk speak up, share stories, show those emotions, not feel ashamed that something got me emotional as a parent and I can cry about it. Nobody's going to criticize me or judge me right. um, and that these people understand where I'm coming from. So that overjoys to say, look for those communities, look for those support groups. And if you don't find them, create them. That's my overjoy on that note. Love it. Love it. <laughs> yes. All right. So, Mozo, for one, I want to thank you so much for coming on this platform and having this conversation with me. I am so excited that we were able to dive into this. Um, To my listeners, I'm definitely going to share that reel and I'm going to share the shit out of that reel because I need you all <laughs> to just realize just how raw that is Um, because it's still going on. And we, and we, need, we need to put more awareness to it, not just to the mental health piece and or on mental health awareness month. This is like an everyday thing. Right. We need to just normalize all these necessary um topics of conversation as an everyday attention and awareness. Um Moza, would you like to tell my listeners where they can find you? Just those final details and to listen to your show. Of course. Ms. D, thank you again for having me on. Um you're amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. Um and yeah, it was really I, I love the conversation we had today. I learned. I learned from the conversation, which, which is yeah. you know, what I'm saying. And whenever I learn from from a conversation, that means something was done. You know, something was done. Yeah. Um, for anybody, for anybody out there who wants to check me out, um, at mm -hmm. underscore the real mozo on Instagram. Um, there you will have access to my podcast, which is Watch Your Mouth with Mozo podcast. Um, it's on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, so everywhere. But if you find me on Instagram, you'll be able to find it there. Um, feel free to DM me. My DMs are always open. Um, I am a safe place. You know, that's what I consider myself. You know what I'm saying? A safe space. Um, and yeah, I'm always ready to to have a conversation about pretty much anything, you know. Um, or I can always just be someone to just listen out to you. You know what I mean? Um, and even though you may not know me, <laughs> but that that that's what it's about. You know, sometimes... Sometimes you're better off speaking to somebody who may not know your situation than somebody who does know your situation because you'll be able to get real, mm -hmm. honest, raw advice instead of somebody who may just want to make you feel better. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, honest truth right there. Yeah, make sure you follow me on Instagram at underscore the real mozo. And um, again, thank you for having me on. Yes, absolutely. And as always, guys, you know, I'm going to include all that information in the show notes. And per usual, you guys know where to find us. This has been another week and another episode on Double Dose of the Raw Talk podcast. I'm your host, Misty, and you guys will tune in next week. Bye. Peace. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we are live on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe, rate, and review. Talk to you later. Bye.